0: For the Son of Man is the one who said... Hell fire. If you could take hell from the Bible, which most churches have today, then you could accommodate people a different way. You could make them comfortable, for there would never be a fear of a future judgment. But according to the New Testament, there is no doubt that Jesus Christ, of all people that ever lived on the face of this earth, preached more on hell than anyone else. And he told us about hell described it, laid it out in simple terms where it's unmistakable as to what kind of place it is here in Matthew chapter number five he said that it is hellfire therefore the word fire is included in this place called hell he spoke of it in the simple sense that you accept it for what I say it is hellfire plain of words it does exist so according to the scriptures hell is a place that literally exists that's not a Baptist doctrine that's not a Methodist doctrine that's a doctrine of the Bible it exists friend there's nothing you can do to change that this morning hell does exist it is a place it is somewhere and it awaits those that my friend leave this world unprepared to meet god hell exists it is a place that was created for the devil and his angel it was made therefore as a place of punishment not a place to simply go to it is designed for punishment so the bible says it is a place that is called hellfire if you're very smart today have half intelligence you ought to be doing some thinking about where you're going when you leave this world there's one thing that is absolutely certain and you ought to know this you should know it and come to face with it come to the facts and settle this you are going to die you will leave planet earth i know you think you're going to live forever. you like to put this out of your mind and not think of the fact that one day you'll draw your last breath. Your heart will beat its last time. There'll be no more life left in your body. Where is your soul going?
1: Demons. Satan. And Sheol. Darkness will be exposed. On into the abyss.
2: What's up, guys? Welcome back, Krypton Nation, to another fantastic episode of Into the Abyss. This is actually our final episode, so it's going to be a good one.
1: Yeah, so we are finishing out this series. We're planning on doing this every October. And yeah, we want to make this like a special series every year where we kind of dive into something new, something deep, something that the Bible talks about, but the church doesn't necessarily talk about. Which is kind of the point of our podcast, but we want to focus in on something more darker through October just to uh, just to fit the vibe of October, but to do it in a way that pleases God and not not the Halloween kind of vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we're going to be transitioning to our regular podcast where it's just going to be called Theology Unbound, and we will be getting into a bunch of topics. We're going to be starting off with God and creation in the fall. And we're just gonna go on from there. We're gonna get into some crazy topics like abduction, sleep paralysis, drugs in the spiritual realm, all of that kind of stuff, right? We're gonna get into all of that really intriguing stuff, which is why we call Theology Unbound. But we can do that, see how it it's fits gonna into be good. Biblical paradigm. It's gonna be so good, you guys are gonna love it. So, yeah, just so you guys know, yeah, it's gonna be same place, same everything. We're gonna have the same dudes actually. We're going to be introducing a third co-host, which is going to make it, going to spice up the pot even more. We're even going to try to get some interviews in here for some of the episodes. We get some experts in here, people who know a lot more than us, at least, about some of these topics. So that's just all to look forward to. Yeah.
2: Anything else? Nope. This is going to be a fantastic journey, and I'm glad you're all here with us.
1: Yeah. Make sure to share with all your friends, guys. We're trying to grow a podcast and... As much as we can, because this takes a ton of work to produce and to record and to all this stuff, right? And we haven't had as much traction as we've hoped, which is, you know, understandable. We're just starting out. But please share with all your friends and advertise as much as possible. We want to be growing out there. Right. Yep. So right. Alright. So to get started with the entire podcast, what are your thoughts on the intro i mean he's a he's a fire and brimstone preacher so he's one of those people who, you know they they preach on hell a lot so that god will work in people's hearts so that they'll become saved but it's not necessarily the, thing, the only thing you should preach I'm not saying that and it's not necessarily like their theology was right all the time but they i mean i mean nothing does beat the passion of a fire and brimstone teacher, preacher i'll say that though it's kind of
2: that is crazy yeah
1: yeah so what what are your thoughts on that
2: Yeah, I think I think it's good that he preaches on that because, like, if you won't know how good the good is until you know how bad the bad is. So I think that's definitely a good thing to teach people. Yeah, yeah, he had some he had some amazing points, and overall, it was just a good sermon that he was preaching. And don't really have too much other thing to say on it.
1: Yeah, Um, really good. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely good. It's different from a lot of the sermons I've heard, but I do get it because it's a classic fire and brimstone sermon. Uh, I really like the stuff he was saying. It's very, it's like they had some good reminders, you know, like we don't want to think about it, but we are, are going to die someday. And no one wants yeah. to think about it, but it is really true. And it's like, where are you going to end up? You know, even if you've prepared all your stuff, your your family, and all of that, where you end up, like you, you can't really prepare for that unless you trust in God. So, yeah. I, and I love the points he was making about how hell is real. And it's like it's a physical place because there are still a lot of people, you know, maybe, oh, hell's a state of mind, you know, and all this stuff. It's just all that kind of thing. It's like, no, it's not. It's it's a real place that you just talked about.
2: Yeah. Because like you said, it's a physical place. And if you watched our Sheol video, like people fell alive into Sheol. People fell alive into it. Right. So, I mean, it, it is a physical place and they quoted that in the Bible. So can't really argue with that.
1: But, yeah, so we're just going to get straight into what is the lake of fire? Now, the lake of fire in Isaiah thirty thirty-three, it kind of gets into it. It says, for a burning place has long been prepared. Indeed, for the king, it is made ready. Its pyre made deep and wide, with fire and wood in abundance. The breath of the Lord, like a stream of sulfur, kindles it. Yeah. So, the lake of fire is... So it, it had been prepared for a long time. It, it was prepared for the devil and his angels. In Matthew 25, 41, it gets into that. And it says, then he will say to those on his left, depart from me. You cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. There we go. Yeah. So it was prepared for the devil and his angels originally. Uh, obviously, in God's plan, it, it was, we would end up there. Or rebellious humans would who did not serve God. So it's also described as the inheritance for the wicked. Revelation 21, eight says, but as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. So, yeah, it's, so it's a place at the end of time that, the Satan and his angels will be thrown into, and all of the unbelievers. That's what that is. What the lake of fire is. So it was made for the devil and his angels, uh, originally. And so, yeah, people aren't in hell now. They're in Sheol still, right? Mm-hmm. So the the believers, like we said in the Sheol episode to start with, believers now go to heaven after Jesus ascended. He took the believers with him from Sheol. So now it's just. Where the unbelievers go for, for temporal punishment, right? Yeah. But eventually on the judgment day, the, you know, the unbelievers will be thrown into, you know, the eternal fire and we will have the new earth. It's, I like to kind of think of it like we will be in heaven, like if I died right now, all right? We'll be all waiting right. for the new earth, right? And yeah, we, it's because heaven is a temporal place, just like Sheol is heaven is obviously like gonna, it, or you know it's going to be like the new jerusalem kind of stuff but uh, it's still like we're not going to be in heaven forever we'll be on the new earth eventually but right so what well, my point was is that sheol's or sheol right now where the evil people still go it's like temporal punishment and they'll be waiting for the lake of fire well we are in heaven which is a temporal place and eventually we'll get the new earth so it's kind of it's, it's a lot like a lot of things it has like an opposite you know it's kind of it has an opposite kind of you know what i mean
2: yeah actually that made me think of a verse that you're saying is how revelations chapter 20 verse 13 14 and 15 say the sea gave up the dead that were in it and death and hades gave up the dead that were in them and each person was judged according to what they have done then death and hades were thrown into this lake of fire the the lake of fire is the second death anyone whose name is was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Which I think that's kind of like saying how they were brought up, death and Hades were brought up from Sheol, judged for what they have done, and thrown into the lake of fire.
1: Here's my, here's my really interesting idea. Now, who in the world are death and Hades? Yeah. Is my question. Because it seems like the Bible personifies death, and right there it personifies Hades. Now, it's really interesting... That it says, you know, the dead will the dead will come back from Hades, which implies that people are still in Hades right now. Yeah. But what's really interesting is why? Who is death in Hades? And it also says, you know, Jesus got the the like he stole the keys of death. Yeah. But who's death? Like, <laughs> like, come on. Like, who is death then? This is it's very it's it's extremely interesting. Honestly, it what it could be. Here's a theory. What if it's a one? You remember how we talked about that angel like, yes. over the abyss, the angelic king over the abyss kind of thing? Mm-hmm. What if he's that? Oh, I mean, that would be interesting. I feel like you that know. makes sense, though. I mean, that's an interesting idea. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't actually know. I'm not like saying that's what it is or not. I just think that's an interesting idea. I don't actually know who death is in this situation. It's, it's just, not so interesting.
2: It's not where you're thinking, though, probably, who's ever listened to it. It's not, you know, the death that everyone thinks of wearing the cloak, has the scythe. It's not that. It's or definitely is not it? that. Or, or well, is I mean, it? <laughs> I mean it could be. I don't think it's someone actually taking life though,
1: oh, as no. death is
2: persona, as like
1: in the world, the Grim Reaper. I was kind of joking, but at the same time, we really don't know. Obviously, you know, I was thinking of more like maybe that's what it looks like. Even though it's like okay, movie. yeah, you know what I'm saying. I like, can see that. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, yeah. it's like an angel thing or something. Or something. It's got to be a spiritual being. Not everything's an angel. Hashtag not everything's an angel. Or <laughs> Hashtag. Spiritual in the being. comments below. It's a spiritual being, which doesn't mean it's a, uh, an angel or a demon.
2: Yeah. So. And one thing I just thought about that verse is how it said death and Hades were brought up. It could mm. be because in Sheol, a part of Sheol is Hades. And that's you right. know, basically where all the dead – like. That you've lost people. souls are yes, right. so maybe he's saying when death and Hades, death meaning Apollyon, and Hades meaning everyone that's in Hades,
1: I could see, and that. they're all judged. Like I could see that. Yeah, like I see where you're coming from, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I I see where you're coming from. I actually, that's interesting. Yeah, yes, I think that's definitely something we got to think about. That's that it is. It's that's a very interesting. All these things are very interesting ideas. So yes so awesome great great verse Thanks for that thank you yeah Yeah. so let's see so the next thing we're going to kind of move on to are what are the punishments in the lake of fire obviously burning yes that's implied the lake of fire burning it's probably going to be it's going to be much worse than Sheol, obviously much worse and all of those punishments that we described in the Sheol episode go back and check that out if you haven't listened to that yeah that Those, it was crazy. It was getting bad. It like, we were like, it can't get worse, and it got worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, it got worse. You know, we got the worms, we got, you know, hailstones, meaninglessness, all of that, right? All of it. So, obviously, hell is going to be much worse. Much, much, much worse. So, I wanted to like talk about real quick since we're talking about the punishment in the lake of fire, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, "Oh well, I thought the demons tormented you in uh, in hell." Well, let me just spell that real quick, because I've heard that from a few a few people that I've talked to. Uh, that they didn't have a ton of experience with Christianity, like the right views, but uh, it's uh, that is like these common assumption of a lot of people. So it's not I'm not shaming people who had that idea, but what I will say is that that's not necessarily true. It says, well, I don't know actually what the Bible says about demons in hell. I just thought about that, but it's made for Satan and his angels to be punished. So, for sure, they're not doing any punishing. They're getting punished. And it's like, yeah. punished by who? Punished by God. It's God's like, wrath. So, I mean... Like, like punished by God. So, it's not... They're not punished by demons or that kind of stuff. At least, in my opinion. They're punished by God. It's the demons and yeah. the angels and, the, and Satan are all punished, like, maybe even worse than the people. That's another thing. Since we're talking about the punishment of hell. So do you think that people are equally punished in hell? What do you think?
2: Yes. I believe because the Bible says like all sin is like equal to each other. If you well, sin, like all sin is equal. So I would, I think I believe that all punishments are equal because all sin is equal.
1: So that is a common belief, but the Bible actually doesn't say that. Did you know that? So um, Jesus says that there's going to be a special place in hell for the Pharisees which because of how they were misleading the people. Right. there's a few other parts where Jesus specifically condemns cities he's like if you go to this city and you preach the gospel there and they reject you then that the that city it will be worse for that city on the day of judgment than it was for Solomon and Gomorrah which kind of implies there's like a like a level system there of how how evil because teachers obviously have a lot of power right they're like teaching people they, they kind of have a lot of responsibility there and the yeah. Pharisees were super corrupt, and they were not teaching the right things. And so they, they had more responsibility since they were teaching the people. And what I will say is, is an example. Like, do you think that Hitler, right, do you think Hitler is going to be the punish the same as a thief?
2: I do think so. But I will, I will say what you said. There, I do think there are some, because you, I remember something now, is that in the end of Revelations, a false teacher – a specific punishment for if someone preaches the word but wrongly and purposely preaches wrongly. There are, like, they will be punished more severe, for at least from what I read. So, it, I do see so. what you mean, but I don't think, like, if you are a murderer and you die and you killed one person, but if you're a murderer and you died and you killed two people, I don't think there's going to be a...
1: Obviously, they're all sinners, right? Yes, and they're all, all sinners. Sin, yeah. All sin separates you from God equally, but not... <laughs> I would say not all sin is equal in punishment. I would say all sin is equal in result. Like, as in all sin separates you from God, right? But I would say, like, I don't think Hitler is probably going to be punished the same as just someone who stole, like, maybe a TV and then, you know, they died. Yeah. Right. Like, I just because I don't I don't feel like that's justice and I'm not putting myself in God's shoes here. Obviously, God can do whatever he wants. But we do get our sense of justice from God. And obviously that's affected by the fall. But what I would say is I just – I couldn't see that uh, just like a thief getting punished worse than Hitler because I think the level of evil there, I think Hitler is much more evil than a thief even though they're both – like they, if you sin once, you know, that's instantly damnable to hell, right? That's, yeah. You know, that you, it separates you from God. I would just say I think, you know, there are differing levels in hell. For punishment, you know, just just for – because cause the Bible says you're going to be judged on your actions, right? Like, it says that, in, you know, they're separated according to their actions or their words or something like that. I'm probably wrong on that. Yeah. But it has to do with, like, their actions the words. Obviously, you know, if you're a Christian, you know, you're saved. And if you're not, you're unsaved. And the unsaved are the ones who get punished. But it does say something interesting like, you know, you get punished or rewarded according to your – but the Bible implies differing punishments there, just especially with the Sodom and Gomorrah thing. Like, the cities will be punished more than Sodom and Gomorrah and that kind of stuff. But but yeah. any other thoughts on that?
2: No, I don't, I don't really... No, I, I, I don't know. I still have a little different view on it. But, I mean, yeah, I think not really much else to say.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, the punishment in the lake of fire will... Let's see. What will it do? It is the place of God's full wrath uh, the body and the soul are punished in the lake of fire Matthew 10:28 says and do not fear those who can kill the body but not but cannot kill the soul rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell Matthew 10:28 which obviously a lot of people take that to be meaning about Satan but it's really I don't maybe people don't. I feel like people do but really that's talking about God. Like fearing God more than man. Yeah. Because man can't kill the soul. They can only kill the body. But God is the one who punishes the body and soul in hell. What, actually, I just thought of something. Hold up. Wait a minute. All right. That said the body and the soul in hell. Wait, 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 wait. The body. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying? That's really interesting. That's really interesting. Well, I did you think not... about it. Can
2: soul feel pain? Can a soul feel pain?
1: Well, can a can a spirit feel pain? Well, like, same thing. But like, can yeah? They, let's say like, here's here's a debate I was having is can angels feel pain and demons, right? Involve yeah. Angels that kind of stuff. Because here's the thing, right? If they can't feel pain, why do angels carry swords? True. Just for show. Like, what? Why would they be carrying that unless they can actually use them? Now, can they die? No. They can be thrown into hell, which is eternal death, but they can't die like a human because they're a spirit, yeah. right? But can they feel pain? I think that's different. Because That is different. Right. Because if Satan's going to be punished in hell, there's obviously got to be pain there. Or else what yeah. is like, the punishment? You know, chilling in fire without pain. Like, what's the punishment then? Yeah. So obviously they have to be able to feel pain. Okay? Okay. So, I don't know. It's just so interesting. So, it's like, I think, I say yes. I think spirits can feel pain in a way, in a different way than physical pain, obviously. Yeah, I would agree with that. Right, it's different than physical pain, but it's got to be some kind of pain because how in the world are they getting punished in hell if they can't feel pain? Yeah. You know what I'm
2: saying? Yeah. Like you said, they're they're not just chilling in fire.
1: No, they're not just chilling there, just like, yo, what's up, bruh? (laughs) <laughs> Yo, you know, molek. I mean, remember the good old days? The babies getting sacrificed, you know, the good old day. No, no, good no old. <laughs> that's not what's going on in there, dog. That's not what's going on. Yeah, so that's what I would say. I would say it's different than physical pain, but I, I think they can feel pain. And I think that's why they have swords. I think they can probably use them in some way, which is kind of interesting. Just like a little theory here. This is obviously probably not true. I was just thinking this, you know, how there's like debilitating spirits. We talked about in the demons episode. Like, you know, they, like, to you in a way where it's, like, they make you bent over, can't talk, or can't do something like that. I mean, what if they're just injured from a battle or something? <laughs> just, like, just for fun. That was just a fun one. That was not, like, this one. Yeah. Fun, but that was just for fun. But, yeah. All right. Anyway, I just, just like, wanted to throw that out there since we're talking about this. But, so, that's just, just an interesting kind of debate there. So that is. That's what I would say is, I think... It's different pain, but I think that they can't feel pain. Otherwise, I don't know how they get punished. So why? Did, so what's really interesting is it says both body and soul. So what I'm thinking is that you know how at the end we'll have resurrected bodies on the new earth, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll, Which will be like the bodies we have now, but like perfected so that they won't have issues and anything. Yeah. So I think what if the unbelievers get – I think the unbelievers will get their – they'll get renewed bodies, but renewed bodies in the, for the fact that they're going to be tortured for all eternity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think they'll get eternal bodies, but there'll be bodies just for, you know, being tortured. So I think that's probably what what's going on there.
2: Oh, yeah. Right. I agree.
1: Yeah. All right. Okay. Here's a really interesting, a really, really interesting story in Matthew 8, 5 through 13. Now, this is what it says, right? It says, When he had entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And say to no one, go. And he goes. And I say to one, go. And he goes. And to another, come. And he comes. And to my servant, do this. And he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. While the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And the, to the centurion Jesus said, go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. That's a fire story. Uh, yes. Number one, they will be thrown into the outer darkness, into that place. Well, there'd be nat- weeping and gnashing of teeth, which is kind of the classic description of hell. But we had to put this in here, right? Yeah. The classic description of hell. So, right. Yeah. So, just wanted to, you know, get that in there. But it is, you know, the, the main description of hell. That's kind of weeping and gnashing of teeth, right? Yeah. You know, weeping, it's, it's like great regret. But it's also hatred towards God. They can't really change it. That's way too late. When Jesus is when Jesus is coming back, it's too late. Like the moment is gone. When you die, the moment is gone. You know, there's no chance. Yeah. Right. That, there's no chance for you.
2: You're not gonna stand before God like well, well actually, I, I was going it's to.
1: It's like like I was gonna be hold saved. Hold on. Let me let's run that back. I'm gonna actually be saved this time. You yeah. Know? Run that <laughs> no. back a
2: few minutes. Like just give me another week and we're good. We we're one good. more
1: week. Yeah. And it, it's not. It's not how it's gonna be right yeah no it's not that's that's at that point you know it's done it's done yeah so here's a really interesting verse. i i'm going to read and then we can get into it right but it says revelation it's revelation 14 and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and the in the presence of the lamb talking about the lake of fire now a lot of people will say okay now hear me out here i'll explain a lot of people and i was one of these people So no shame in that, obviously. I'm not shaming people. I'm just saying a lot of people do say that the reason hell is so bad is that God will not be there. Now, I know. I thought this too for like literally a few days ago. But this verse, hold on. This verse says, and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. In the presence of the Lamb. So at first I was like, I was like, Dad, there's no way. I was like, that, That's literally, that's you know, it's hell is, a, you know, that's the main part that makes hell horrible is Jesus or God won't be there. His presence won't be there. Right there in the presence of the Lamb. I'm like, What? I don't know. What do you think about that? Like, I don't even know. I mean, I. Th- because, like, I was always like, you know, that's the reason it's so bad is because God's not there, right? Yeah. Like, are you following? Were you were you thinking that too?
2: I was. Well, here's the question. I have even read Revelations, like, very recently. And I just must have missed that. Because that's a big point. Like, that's, that's just a- going to show you. You can never read the Bible enough. Even if that's you already read saying. it, you'll find something new.
1: Yeah. It's incredible. But like that blew my mind. I was like, dad, there's no way. He was like, reads me this verse. I was like, Mike drop." I was like, all right, I'm done. I was like, that's crazy. I was like, no
2: way. The thing that's weird about that is because, you know, he'll like, if you are, you know, disconnect, if you are an unbeliever, he'll say like, depart from me. I never knew you. Yeah. So that like, I feel like that implies, you know, okay, go away. You're not welcome. Go away. You're not going to be here, you know, basically like that. Right. But then if it's like the presence of the lamb, and the right. lamb means, you know, Jesus. So, so
1: here's here's what I'm thinking, right? So God sheds his his um, common grace upon everyone. You know, the rain mm-hmm. still falls on the wicked, right? Like, yeah. good things still happen to unbelievers, right? Yeah. But I think here God's presence will be only his wrath, like only his wrath. Because that here's another makes thing sense. my dad brought up. Because my dad brought up, God is omnipresent, right? And he can never yeah. cease to be omnipresent. So if, to say God's not going to be somewhere would say he's not omnipresent.
2: Okay, okay.
1: And we can't deny one of his attributes as being omnipresent. He'd be yeah. everywhere, right? Yeah. So that makes sense, right? You can't deny that, right? Because he's omnipresent. You can't say he's not going to be somewhere because he's omnipresent. So yeah, it makes sense. I'm like, all right, I'm following dad. Right. I just... That blew my mind. But I think that's what's going to be happening is it's only going to be his wrath and judgment, which is so terrible. Because even good things still happen to unbelievers on earth, right? Yeah. But God doesn't just strike them down. He didn't strike me down at least (laughs) before I was (laughs) there. So, but yeah, so it's just going to be his wrath and his anger and his judgment.
2: That actually makes a lot of sense. Like he's not going to be like, it's just his wrath.
1: Right, so how would God be there, or how would God not be there if his, if his wrath is going to be the thing that's torturing, you know? Yeah. I thought that too. So I, that, that's where I'm at. I totally agree with, with my dad. I was just kind of blowing my mind, you know what I mean? But yeah, I yeah, that, that mean, makes bro. total sense, honestly. It makes total sense. It just blew my mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, When you read like, me that, my mind was blown. You're, it's like when the bible contradicts what you thought you're like well i was thinking wrong but i just that's crazy yeah because yeah anyway yeah yeah so there's a few other verses here this is really interesting i'm gonna say this just in case someone wants to you know debate that which is totally fine i'm down for the a debate you know if you want to just you know leave in the comments or something like you know something you didn't agree with that's totally fine like we're not you don't have to believe everything we say unless it says it directly in the bible I don't know if you want to disagree with that. It just if it's, yeah. like, says it directly in the Bible, like something like that. But I will bring out to you that right here, it says in, let's see, hold on. Second Thessalonians 1.9 says, they will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. But let me present to you the focusing on his glory and his might. Now, what I think here, it's mainly talking about, like we were talking about, since it's only going to be his wrath and his judgment, okay? Okay. You know, his his glory and his, and that kind of stuff, like his, well, I mean, like his, his like all of the other attributes, like his his joy and his peace and all of that stuff. It's just all, it's only his judgment and his hatred there. So, I think that's what this is talking about here. So, that kind of stuff, right? Uh, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's. Yeah, and oh, here, here, I'm gonna I'm read this one out here, right? So, 2 Thessalonians 1 9 says, These shall pay a penalty, at eternal destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. Well, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, wow, this is okay. Ooh, whoa, hold up, hold up. Okay, pause a minute, pause a minute. Mark <laughs> 9 47, 48. All right, and if your eye causes you to sin, Tear it out, for it is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye with, than with two eyes to be thrown into hell. Where the, hold on, hold on. So it says, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. What worm? <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> like, what? Like, I, I mean, I, you know, that, that first part's obviously like a common thing. Yeah. Like, that's a common verse. Like, most people know that verse, right? Yeah. You no, know, if your eye causes you to tear it out. It's better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two, okay? Okay. What do you mean the worm that doesn't die? Like, what do you mean by that? I don't even know. I'm going to pull up Isaiah 66, okay? And it says, And they shall go out and look on the dead bodies of the men who have rebelled against me, for their worm shall not die, their fire shall not be quenched, and they shall be in an abhorrence to all flesh. What do you mean by that? I'm so confused because here's the thing we, are, we got into like in Sheol, there's gonna like your bed will be worms and your you know your your coverings will be maggots or something like that. right Yeah. Well, what does this mean? The worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. I'm like, what? What? I don't even know. Yeah. that's just oh, here's a here's some a verse that we were talking about, you know that we were talking about earlier. So it says Hebrews ten twenty nine says how much worse punishment do you think will be, be res- deserved by the one who has spurned the Son of God and has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified, and has outraged the Spirit of grace. That's really interesting. That is. That's yeah. That's really interesting actually. Hmm. Ooh ooh ooh. Hold up. All right. I'm gonna read this. Let's just see what. The, okay. This is Luke twelve forty seven through forty eight. I think it's a parable. You know, Jesus told a lot of parables about hell. You know, like the one where it's like. The, the weeds and the wheat and you got to gather all the wheat up and like put them in the barn. And then the other ones you burn. Right. And yeah. That kind of stuff. He does a bunch of those. So this one I think is, is one of those. Right. And so he says in that servant who knew his master's will, but did not get ready or act according to his will, will sev- receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know and did what deserved a beating will receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much was given of him, much will be required. And from him to whom they entrusted much, They will demand more. Okay. Now I'm going to give you, I'm pretty sure this is talking about, right? So, okay. Do you know? Okay. So let's say you have a person, the servant that knows his master will, but did not get ready or act according to his will. Someone who's grown up in the church and heard the gospel the entire time. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they've, they've, they've been presented the gospel tons of times, but they've rejected it and lived their own way anyway. Right. And let's say they die. After that, even and they were they were they like were exposed to the gospel tons of times. They had, you know, so many chances where the the word was put forth before him. Okay, okay, Right. And I think what this is saying. So he says he will will receive a severe beating. Okay, But then this one says, all right. So, you know, let's say, you know, those underage people groups who don't know the gospel and they, they don't have any access to it. Obviously, they're still sinning. But they still don't have any access to the gospel, unlike the person who had tons of access to the gospel. So, what it says is, it says, but the one who did not know and did what deserved a beating, so they still sinned, will yeah. res- receive a light beating. So, okay. It's, so then it says, everyone to whom much was given, of him much will be required. As in, the more you've been presented with the gospel, the more you know and still rejected him. The more responsibilities upon you, right? Like, the more punishments heaped upon you because you had the gospel. Yeah, right? but then these other people, you know, they didn't, and so it's. You're right. I just mm, that's actually I'm um, great. I found that verse because that's, that's a good verse because I think that makes a ton of sense. Here, here I'll present to you a situation. Let's say, right, you get one of these African tribes people never heard the gospel in their entire life. Obviously, okay. they've sinned. Obviously, that deserves separation from the Lord. Will they be punished as much as someone who has heard the gospel their entire life, yet still rejects Christ? I think what this is saying is that, no, they won't. That's, I think that's a really cre- cool verse. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that?
2: I think that's a good verse. I definitely see what you're saying. Like, I mean, it kind of says it right there. If you know it and you intentionally reject it, you're going to get a severe beating. But if you don't know you're rejecting it, I mean... You're still like you're you don't still even doing know the gospel. it. Yeah, you're still doing yeah, it. You're still
1: sinning, but you're not you don't know the gospel, right?
2: Yeah. It's like when you're a child and you steal candy when you're really young. You don't know it's a problem. You're still going to have to be punished for it, but you didn't know. Then you learn. But like when you're older, say, and then you steal candy and you knew it was a problem, so you're going to get a more beating cuz you knew it, you weren't you knew you're you weren't supposed to do that, but you did it anyway. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good ex- example, but
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I I, I kinda seriously and yeah, it's definitely like I think it's definitely talking about those people who never heard the gospel, you know what I mean? And they, they don't know. And I don't they would be punished as harshly as in hell as the ones who the people who've heard the gospel over and over and over and still willingly rejected it. You know what I mean? Honestly, that makes total sense. I think that's 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 great because I mean that wouldn't I mean they never had a chance if you never heard the gospel, even though they sinned and they have god's creation to know you know god's revealed like stuff right to, to mm-hmm. us because he, in his creation all of that but again right i, I just think that's great i i really yeah like, i really like that verse it's a good verse so good verse so to to do a little recap
2: so we went through kind of you know i mean it's different from Sheol. it's an eternal punishment it's if you're separated from god it's god's wrath it's fire it's body and soul body and soul is punished right both body and, and soul. the worm there'll
1: be a, the worm something there with the yeah. worms something yeah it's got there's some kind of thing about in some in some kind of cases we we're talking about you know different degrees of punishment Jesus specified with like so the towns that reject the disciples you know it will be better for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for them and for people who don't know the gospel that kind of stuff. Okay. All right. Awesome. So to recap all the things we've really said so far, the difference between hell and Sheol is that hell is the eternal place of fire where the Satan and his angels will be thrown, as well as all the unbelievers at the end of time, just like we'll get the new earth, they're going to have eternal hell. Sheol is the temporary place where the unbelievers still go, but the believers now go to heaven. The punishments of hell, the leg of fire, obviously... A lot of other stuff with it like that, the wrath of God, the complete eternal wrath of God and judgment, absolutely horrible. Okay, the length of punishment in hell will be eternity. There will be no end to it. The result will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There will be much regret and much It's, it's probably going to be isolating all alone. You won't be with a bunch of people. You won't be able to relate to anybody. You'll be alone. Okay, now where w- will the lake of fire be? Now, this very interesting question, very interesting question. Like we said earlier, it will be in the presence of Jesus, which is kind of crazy, right? Yeah. It said, like it says in Revelation 14, I'll read it one more time. And it says, and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. So it will be in the presence of the Lamb. Now, let's see, let's see, let's see. Revelation 22, 14 to 15 says blessed are those who wash their robes so that they might have the right to the tree of life and that they might enter the city by the gates outside of the dogs and sorcerers and the sexually immoral and the murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. So outside the city. And I guess the other revelation said in the outer darkness. That's interesting. That I don't is. know what to think about that. That's really interesting. I'll say that. I think that's a su- super interesting idea, super in- interesting point there. That is, that is. So we know that we will not rejoice in the punishment of the wicked on the new earth. Ezekiel 33, 11 says, say to them, as I live, declares the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way. So we, God does not, you know, to take pleasure in the death of the wicked, but it is the it is the punishment for their actions for rejecting god and yeah. is, since he is a just god he cannot be with sin he cannot be near sin and we we have to be separated from his presence because since adam sinned we all sin he he was the one who committed the original sin which brought sin into the world death disease destruction chaos you know everything all the corruptions of different things, right? Marriage, gender, all of these things, the sanctity of human life, all these things are a result of the fall. And yeah. God, since he's a holy God, he cannot be, he cannot be in the presence of sin at all. And since we are sinners, you know, we need something to save us because if we're not, we can't be in the presence of God, then we have to all be thrown into hell because it is the place where evil goes because God cannot be with them. So, right. And so there's there's a problem there is, you know, how, how are we supposed to be saved? Well, God provided his son as the answer to this. So Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, fully God, fully man became a human. He uh, was born of a virgin named Mary and yeah, so he was born in Bethlehem, fulfilling like a bajillion prophecies. Right. Started his started his ministry at the age of thirty, went about three years, and died at the age of thirty-three on a cross. He through his ministry, he kind of he kind of upturned a lot of the things that the the Jews thought were right. He you know, they kind of got crazy mad at him because they were like, Oh, but our traditions and all this stuff, right? Well, you know, Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, a lot of people would be like that. Right. But they didn't trust him and they did not they did not see him. Right. A lot of people did because they saw him do miracles and they they were like, oh, man, this must be the one. And eventually a lot of people did think he was the one. But the majority still still hated him and despised him, especially the Sadducees and Pharisees. So they put him to death and he died innocent. He never sinned. That was what we needed. We needed a a perfect sacrifice to take all of our sin. So as a human, he never sinned. He was like us in every way, except that he was without sin, which is something that no human has ever done. So being God and fully human, he took all of the sin that we've done and he died on the cross with it. He was taken off the cross and put in the tomb after dying for our sins, you know, in the place of us. All of God's wrath was poured out on him, in our place. We, he took all the wrath we deserve on the cross. So, after his death, they took him off the cross and they put him in the tomb. But the story it didn't end there. Obviously, that would be, I mean, that'd be a sad story. What was the result of that? Well, if he, he stayed dead, but after three days, obviously he didn't just like stay in the tomb. He went to Sheol, he said he's going to spend three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, like we talked about in the Sheol episode, did some awesome stuff down there. Came back on the third day and rose again, unlike any human ever, because he never died again. He came back and he was kind of like in what we'll, we'll expect as a glorified body, but he appeared to over 500 people and all of his disciples and all of that and, and ended the thing by saying, You know, go therefore and t- make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he said, Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And he ascended and he promised you would come back. And so the right response is that we repent from our sins and turn away from the evil that we commit and have trust in him as the sacrifice for our sins. Which is why it changed from the Old Covenant to the New Covenant. We don't sacrifice animals anymore because Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice and paid the price for all of our sin. So we need to turn and put our faith in him as our king, and we need to live according to his word. So that is the only way to avoid going here to hell, as we've been describing. And now, right now, Sheol. So, yeah, we wanted to, like, kind of end the episode on that kind of note because that is our that is the most important part of the Bible. I mean, we get into all this really interesting stuff obviously, but the most interesting part is the gospel. Yes. So, that is like the best part of the Bible. It is the best news that we are not we do not have to be condemned to hell because of what Jesus did. It's not about anything we do. It's not about works. It's about all of the stuff that God the 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 sacrifice that Jesus made and that. So, it's not it's not about works. It's not about that. It's about what Jesus did on the cross. So we wanted to end it off kind of like with that kind of thing. So, yeah. And like the uh, beginning thing, you don't know that you have it tomorrow and you better be prepared to get your soul right. So. Yes. So if you haven't put your trust in Jesus, but there's no better time than now. So to end off this episode. Right. We got into a ton of stuff, you know, about the lake of fire what it's for, who it's for, who will be there, where it is, what the length of punishment is, and the difference between hell and Sheol. So we do not have to end up there because of what Jesus did on the cross. That is our only hope. Yes. Like that song, What is Our Only Hope in Life and Death? Christ Alone. So such a great song. But yeah, we wanted to end off into the abyss with that because it is the most important message that there is. You know, anything we could tell you about sleep paralysis or UFOs and all of that, it all pales in comparison to the the meaning and the the most interesting fact of the Bible of Jesus' death and resurrection and what He did for us. So, just wanted to end that off there. So, as this is our
2: final episode of Into the Abyss, I was just going to give a little conclusion of what we've talked about throughout the whole series. So, our main purpose of the series was not to give light to the devil or demons or hell. It was never to give light or attention or anything like that to him. It was to expose the darkness and tell you that it's a real place. Satan is real. Demons are real. They are bad. They are extremely evil and not something to be taken lightly and not something to mess with. That was one of our main goals with Into the Abyss. Is just to kind of as a warning and to say this is real. Not this is not just some ghost story that Christians tell each other. So in the first episode, we talked about sheol and we gave a since it is a current punishment for unbelievers, and and we just talked about what the punishments are and how bad it is, and like wh- what it is and where it is. And then in our second episode, it was demons part one. We talked a lot about what are demons and the difference between demons, fallen angels, also not to mess with them. Like that's a big thing. You don't want to mess with demons or you might be end up possessed one day. That's a very bad thing. And then our third episode, Demons Part 2, we went into the different types of demons. And uh, I'm not going to go through all of them, but there are a good bit of types. There's ones that will make you mute, stuff like that. If you want more info, you can, you know, go back and watch them. They're good episodes, I feel like. And then episode 4, Satan was we talked about Satan and the, just what he does, who he is, where he is and all that and then now our fifth episode the conclusion to this series and it's hell and the gospel and we as you just listened to what we talked about we just talked about what is hell and what is the gospel so thank y'all for joining this ride with us and hope you enjoyed it and great news is our podcast is only getting better so if you'd like to show your support you can follow subscribe leave a like and leave your comment of the favorite thing about the series Thank you for joining make, us.
0: Make,
1: make, yeah, make sure all of you guys, you know, share it with your friends, share it with anybody you can, get them on this podcast. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate all the support we've gotten through so far. Hopefully we can garner more support as time goes on. Our podcasts are obviously getting quality-wise better. So yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this entire series and like exactly like we said, everything you said, Yeah. It was not to glorify the darkness, but to make you aware of the darkness. Yes. So, And since this is Halloween, we don't call it Halloween. This is actually the Reformation day. Uh, this is when Martin Luther nailed the 95 Theses to the door of the English Church, which is awesome. So, yeah, we don't celebrate. Uh, I, at least I don't celebrate Halloween here because, yeah. Anyway, so I will just that out there, you know. This is the the reason we why we wanted to uh talk about hell and the gospel on Halloween of all nights is because this is kind of the satanic holiday, honestly. It is, you know, that's kind of where it all all that stuff is and we thought well, what better night to talk about hell and the gospel. And the night where, you know, the Satanists, you know, they started they started sacrifices, human sacrifices, you know, at about, you know, twelve AM on the October thirty first. So anyway anyway that's besides the point anyway so yeah i wanted to thank you guys for watching again i hope you guys enjoyed this one this is probably going to be a bit of a shorter one but a goodie anyway so again thank you guys for watching the podcast is just around the corner so make sure stay hyped stay vigilant and we'll leave you with the this story from the bible see you guys later
2: on into the abyss
1: that was fire, dude. That, that was. was so, dude. Uh, it was almost like a little emotional having to summarize the whole thing. I don't know about it. It was, it was. It's like like with that it's been so long, we've it's like a whole month of stuff that we've done.
2: Bro, we put in so much work into those. Like think about all the nights dude. planning and
1: executing. Dude. And yeah, literally. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them,